Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Roger Misso. I'm Andrea Goldstein. And we'd like to introduce a new podcast today, uh, something we're calling Two Vets Upstate. We want to take a little bit of time at the beginning to talk about what it is, who we are, and why we're doing it. Roger, what is Upstate New York? That seems to be the question of the day here. Um, I've heard that Upstate New York starts uh, at the last subway stop. What do you think? I think Upstate New York stop starts at the last Metro North stop. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. What does Cynthia Nixon say? <laughs> Cynthia Nixon thinks it starts in Penn Station. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. So the idea basically behind Two Vets Upstate is that we are, the two of us, two uh, military veterans. We both happen to be Navy. Uh, we promise to have other service veterans on here uh, throughout the course of this uh, podcast. But um, we want to talk about veterans' issues uh, and things that affect veterans day to day, especially from our lens as people who grew up in and are now moving back to upstate New York. So I am from Kinderhook, New York, which is in Columbia County. Um, It is in the beautiful Catskills, northern Hudson Valley region. And where are you from, Roger? So I'm from a little place called Red Creek. It's in Wayne County. I actually lived, the road I grew up on was on the Wayne-Cayuga County uh, border. So um, in the wintertime, which as we know lasts from September until May, mm-hmm. um, I would shovel out my driveway in Wayne County and shovel out my neighbor's driveway in Cayuga County. So uh, that was a lot of geographic fun. What are you drinking this week? Uh, so today um, we've got some ciders, obviously, because New York, best known for our apples to all the proles on the outside, uh, we've got some graft. Uh, ciders. Graft is, uh, I guess, what do you say? Brewed for cider? Pressed? That's a good Created? question. I don't know. Put in a bottle in, uh, it's in a can. In New- <laughs> it is in a can. In, uh, in Newbury, this is just how this is going to go, guys. You should, <laughs> you should get used to it. But uh, from Newburgh, New York, uh, hashtag future cider, apparently. Uh, it's very good. I'm drinking the Lost Tropic, uh, which is a hop mimosa cider. Uh, and next week I promise to drink bourbon uh, to make up for this. And uh, throughout the course of this podcast, we'll be eating and drinking uh, you know, food and beverages that you probably didn't even know were from upstate New York. Um, on a future episode, we'll talk about a particular cider that, as it turns out, is made with apples made from across the street from my house. And we'll be talking a lot about these issues that are really important to us, but most importantly, how they connect to our communities at home, because everything that's local always ends up being global and vice versa. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I think we felt that, um, I think both of us feel like we, and I'll just speak for me right here, uh, Mm -hmm. we're sort of small town rural, um, I certainly feel like a rural uh, veteran who came into the military and uh, joined the Navy and now coming back home, um, feel like there are not a lot of uh, folks around to help out with that transition back to sort of the more rural and especially suburban areas of the Mm. country, Um, places like upstate and central New York, which is mostly rural and suburban. Uh, areas. So 
Um, we should say, though, right up front that we're actually in the same place right now, which is rare. <laughs> uh, we're uh, recording this in Washington, D.C., where I live right now uh, with my wife and 10-month-old, who actually runs the house. Um, most of the time, I imagine, will probably be um, dis... Uh, Dis uh, whatever. We'll be in two different places. Okay, I can't think of the word. Roger's for it right holding now. up his arms to show the distance between uh, where our our hometowns in New York State are. New York State is really big, um, and Roger actually gets to a really good point about resources. So um, I didn't grow up in upstate New York, but upstate New York is what we- what welcomed me home after the service and. Um, it has be very rapidly, you know, in the last 10 years become what I call home and I can't wait to, to really get engaged in the community. But in such a large state, so many of the resources are concentrated in the, in the greater New York City area, which is you know, problematic when you think of thousands and thousands of veterans who live either in rural areas or in these, these smaller cities like Albany, Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo, yeah, so forth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe we should talk about our background briefly. You know, what we've done in the service and maybe what we're doing now. Absolutely. So I was a Navy Intel officer. I was on active duty for six and a half years. Um, got out, still moonlight as a reservist, but I went to graduate school on my GI Bill and a very generous scholarship from the Pat Tillman Foundation. And I am earning a degree from the Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy. They will hand it to me next week. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's a master's in uh, Master's of Arts in Law and Diplomacy from Tufts University. Yeah, you're kind of a big deal. I just want to stress that for our listeners. Just on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm from Red Creek, New York, like I mentioned. Um, went to the Naval Academy straight out of high school, uh, which was a big deal for me. I got my nomination to go to the Naval Academy, and we can go into you know uh, service academy stuff in a later episode, too, for our uh, uh, rural uh high school students especially, but uh, got my nomination from Congressman Jim Walsh, who uh, is no longer, uh, but a relation of his, now the mayor of Syracuse, uh, which is great to see. But uh, I was a naval flight officer. Um, The best way to describe that, we'll just get this out of the way right up front, is uh, Goose and Top Gun, (laughs) generally. So I was a naval flight officer in the E2C Hawkeye, uh, which is a radar command and control uh, communications platform, two deployments uh, to the Middle East, um, Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, did a lot of flying around there, uh, a lot of fun. Um, did a tour at the Pentagon, uh, a tour at the Harvard Kennedy School where I got a degree out of that, um, and Andrew and I met actually up in Boston for the first time, mm-hmm. and uh, I am doing cryptology things now for the Navy before I transition out this fall, so... Um, we should also talk about how we met, actually. How, we, how do we know each other? So we know each other because back in 2000, what was this, 2015? I think, I think it was right. way back yeah. in the dark ages. Back in the day, um, which was a Wednesday for all you Dane <laughs> Cook fans. I think it actually was a Wednesday, though. <laughs> um, I, so I, I've been writing and publishing pretty regularly for a couple of years now. And when I was still on active duty... I was doing it under a pseudonym, and I had an article that went surprise viral. And surprise, surprise, best kind of viral. Um, 
And Roger shot me an email. Um, it was called Four Reasons I'm Resigning My Commission as a Naval Officer. Um, and Roger sent me an email to my pseudonym's email address um, <laughs> asking if he could write a response, um, which he did. And then um, about a year later when um, Task and Purpose, which had run the article, also ran the big reveal of who I actually was, um, you know, Roger sent me a note. I think did you send me? I don't know if he sent me on Twitter. Or if he sent sent to me by email. All the social media. All the run social media. All the cybers kids. <laughs> they run together. <laughs> um, basically saying, "Oh, hey, we're actually going to both be in Boston, so let's meet up." So now we know each other for real. Yeah, and I think the irony is that the art, the title of the article I wrote in response was four reasons not to resign your commission as a naval officer," uh, and here I am about to. <laughs> I was like, I guess maybe not resign my commission as a naval officer, but leave the Navy uh, before 20 years. How'd so, that work uh, out, bro? <laughs> you know, it's fine. You know, the Navy, and this is something I think that we'll talk about here. Yeah. Uh, we'll wrap this first, uh, you know, introductory episode up. But uh, every veteran's experience is unique. Yes. And every veteran's experience is worthy of, you know, having their story be told. Um, we all know that there is a sort of undercurrent in culture what the public thinks about military service, right? And we'll get, we will definitely get into this in future episodes. Yeah. But um, I think what we hope to accomplish here uh, in our time and our sort of casual conversations together as two veterans upstate uh, is to highlight those stories, to highlight the resources for the folks behind those stories, um, and just to talk about what's impacting veterans you know, nationally, in New York State, but also importantly for um, the folks like us who are going back to rural and suburban areas, um, and how they can be successful and how we can amplify their voices. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely spot on. And, and, and something that we, we really want to emphasize is what's most important is give what you have to give. Um, we can certainly say that everybody that we served with, no matter what their job was, gave what they could. And um, for all of you who are listening, whether or not you have any military in your family or whether or not you served yourself, um, you know, if, if you give what you had have, have to give to your community, that's the most important thing you can do. Damn straight. I think that's a good place to end this introductory episode. Um, this is two veterans upstate or two vets upstate. We'll figure out a name here and we'll just settle on it. <laughs> Look forward to talking with you in the weeks and months and how long this lasts uh, coming up. Thanks for listening, and Andrew, thanks for being here. Thank you. Take care, everyone.